0: a lot of the time I feel like oh I could cut a lot of this down and I do maybe like at max a video could be 30 minutes without cutting out any of the extra fat
1: if you could administer a polygraph to
0: anybody in the YouTube ecosystem who would it be? Shane Dawson probably I want to know about the cat for real (laughs) (laughs) somebody left a comment that was like oh these freaking youtubers and they're always trying to monetize everything I'm like what the hell what do you mean yeah. <laughs> this is my job
1: i wanted to ask you about the concept of the struggler did you start using that at day one
2: That is a situation that I've run into a couple of times over the years where you try to do a thing publicly and it falls through. The best thing to do is just not talk about it ever again <laughs> and ignore it and pretend like it never happened. Hey, welcome to The Great Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. This is the home of Make Something and Mean Something. We are live on Discord, as always, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, open to... All, everyone, everyone in the world with an internet connection and Discord can join us. We are also live chatting with our $2 tots, our dumpster crew, our infantry, our illustrious baby gang. With me, as always, is Matthew Tabor, who will intro our guest.
1: Yeah, so a few years ago, I was doing a sort of talent search for YouTubers who would likely have long-term success on the platform. And this is is something I'm actually quite good at. Uh, And Scott Kramer was one of the very first names that I threw out. Uh, Again, this was about three years ago. He had five figures of subscribers, but, you know, not too much. Um, Well, just last week, he hit the milestone of 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. And this was, for me, about the least surprising thing to happen in 2020. Scott is just generally funny in every possible way. Uh, I described back then his commentary as or his content as, quote, wholesome commentary. Um, He's probably the only guy in that genre of YouTube who you'd be all right date, you know, with dating your sister or marrying your daughter. Sorry, John Swan. Scott is wholesome and the rest of you are not. As you watch Scott's content, things like a parody of every Hot Ones episode or experimenting with popular TikTok formats and a quest to blow up on that platform. You just want to hang out with the guy. He's funny. He's smart. He's not too edgy or abrasive. There's nothing like that. It's this general amazing appeal. And that's what had him competing for a 2020 Shorty Award for Best Comedian. Uh, He refers to his audience as strugglers. So, Scott, you've just hit half a million people who have gone out of their way to be your fans. Is the struggle over or has it just begun?
0: No, yeah, it's only just begun. If anything, the struggle just keeps getting worse and worse as I grow because the pressure keeps building up as uh, as more people start to watch. But I I do also think, and it's going to sound like such a cliché, but um, it doesn't feel, so like you said, 500,000 people are subscribed to me, but it it's like really hard to like grasp that number. So still to me, it feels like maybe like 500 people are really like there seeing things, even though the numbers say otherwise. Um, it's been a very bizarre feeling, but yeah, the struggle has only just begun. Well, what?
1: let's see by the way, how many, how? What kinds of places have five hundred thousand people in them?
2: Uh, you know, I'm thinking. I'm pretty of cities. sure Boston that Boston like, is a little like higher. The, the greater like Portland area, I believe, is only like five hundred thousand people. Like Portland in the city is it
1: itself six fifty four as of okay. last year. There you go. Las Vegas six fifty. Uh, Boston about seven. Let me scroll down here because I want to see who you're bigger than. Um, <laughs> you're bigger than Kansas City. Hey, you're bigger yeah. than Colorado Springs, Omaha, Raleigh. Miami, Long Beach, Virginia Beach, Oakland, California, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Tulsa, Tampa, Arlington, New Orleans, uh, Wichita, Bakersfield, New Orleans? and Orleans.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: I think this c- is like the uh, tightly defined, you know, yeah. not the, you're not bigger than mm. the New Orleans metro area. Sorry Sure, about
2: that. sure.
0: That's fine. I can live, I think I can sleep <laughs> at night knowing that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> With your delicious Cajun and... Jambalaya
0: This is crazy though
1: Like imagine driving through Kansas City, Missouri And thinking Every single human I'm going to put my eyes on today Has decided that they want to click a button That shows them everything Scott Kramer does online
0: Yeah, that's weird That's That's your reality That's your life now Yeah, well stop saying it Because I don't like acknowledging it i'd rather believe that it's just a small handful of people and there's not as much pressure as what you're putting on me so thanks <laughs> what, what's with Is the pressure that, though that,
2: yeah it's
0: what really pressure, not
2: I, what pressure do you feel
0: there's i don't i really don't feel any pressure actually i guess that was that was more so a more so a joke but because I, I think the reason I don't feel as much pressure really is because it does honestly still just feel like a small handful of people, and maybe that's just because there's certain people that I can like recognize every time they comment or every time they send me messages and stuff, and that's those are the ones that I really like can make a connection to that they're a real person as opposed to like just seeing the view count on a video and it's hard to like you know connect that with being actual people um so I think yeah I think I don't actually feel. <laughs> very much pressure, which I think is good. Um, but yeah.
2: Isn't that amazing though that there is such a tiny percentage out of all of those people who will regularly engage? There's a handful of people I notice on Vsauce too that I'm like there's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yep. the the percentage of people. And it, it warps your perspective though because just hearing from like the 0.0001% of people who Will go out of their way to leave a comment um, is not representative of the other 99.9% and right. what they think of the content.
0: Right. And I think that's a, the issue a lot of the time with like negative comments and feedback. is. I, I can't remember who was saying it, but just the other day, somebody was saying that um, the people most of the time that feel compelled to like respond to things or leave comments, a lot of the time are ones who like have something that, you know, something negative to say. If you if you're just watching something and it's entertaining and you feel neutral on it, you know you're not going to let that be known. Um, but if there's one little thing that bothers you, or whatever, and you and, and there's you know then a thousand people that leave a comment about it or tweet at you about it, then that can really warp your perspective on how people are like interacting with or how people are receiving what you're putting out.
2: Yeah, I was saying a couple of weeks ago that I wish that YouTube had some sort of incentivization incentivization? Is that a word? Some sort of <laughs> incentive for people to be positive on the platform. Like yeah. f- mm. like even for instance there are people who like Happy Go- happy Console Gamer uh, who we've had on the show is one of my favorite YouTubers and he's a friend. I've known him for a really long time. I watch every upload that he has and lots of times I'll forget to hit the like button and he's, he's literally a friend of mine but mm-hmm. It just slips my mind. I have a million things on my mind and I don't hit that like button and I know that it would help him, but I, I just don't do it sometimes. And I feel like a weird sense of guilt almost <laughs> for not, so you know, being like, I love this guy. I want, mm-hmm. re- you know, more reasons for people to see his stuff and, <laughs> and to also like him. But unless I really, really try and consciously think about hitting that like button, I don't. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I rarely ever like videos either. So why well, why
1: not? Why why because you're you're not a negative guy at all. You know, you're you're pretty positive guy. Uh good-humored all of this like why are you punishing people by
0: not liking (laughs) your videos? my gosh whatever (laughs) (laughs) honestly the way that i feel about the like feature and i know this is going to turn around and bite me in the butt because people are going to start thinking this way now but i think of it as like a playlist of saved videos then so it's like a lot of the time i only like Mm. like music on youtube really or really funny like small channel sketches or something if i come across it uh that's usually the content that i like because it's stuff that i can go back to later Um, I don't, I don't really treat it as if it's a like on, uh, like on a YouTube comment where you just like it and then move on with your life. It's usually stuff that I like to come back to. That's why Mm
1: -hmm. I like that. Now that I'm listening Uh, more on mobile, I I like videos less, (laughs) you know, it's just the mechanism on mobile, especially since when you have premium, you can use other apps and still have a video play on your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, (coughs) just being removed, like not having the app in front of me, well, obviously I'm less likely to go back and hit the like button, you know, before Mm -hmm. something else plays. So no, I'm guilty of this as well, but I, I did want to frame that for a moment is you hating every other YouTuber. Uh Yeah. I
2: appreciate that. I appreciate all the pressure you're putting on me so far, (laughs) (laughs) but it does seem like, like Instagram especially is really good at this. Like it's weird to me almost to scroll through Instagram and just not like all of the posts from the people that I like yeah, Twitter to some extent as well. Like, Oh, you know, I love that. I love that. That new Scott Kramer tweet. That's a great, I'm going to give that a like, but Mm -hmm. on YouTube, it just is so buried and it's so at the back of my mind to engage with a thing directly. There's got to be some sort of way that, that they could put that more prominently featured. I think as part of the experience, it is
0: weird. It's because it kind of feels like on Instagram, it's like, because it's just a photo usually, so you're seeing it, and I, f- I, feel more of an obligation to react to it in some way because it's just a picture yeah. that I'm looking at. When it, it like, it, you know, if it's a video on YouTube and I'm watching for 15 minutes, I feel like I got I got everything I needed to out of that experience, and there's nothing left for me to do. I don't know. It's, it's there is a weird like disconnect between the amount of work that goes into stuff and then like me feeling the need to. I don't know. It, it's bizarre. It is there's there's a disconnect there. You mentioned a
1: while ago in well maybe I I forget when it was it was in this little video you're talking about Cody Co. You mentioned that there just aren't a whole lot of YouTubers that that you subscribe to and watch every video from. Mm-hmm. Is that still? I'm assuming that's still true.
0: Um, I, it's grown a little bit since then. Um, but yeah, there's still maybe like fifteen to twenty that I which is more than back then, back then I was watching like six people, (laughs) but now there's probably like 15 to 20 people that I watch every, every video that they upload. Who's on your roster now, then I think 15 to 20, by the way,
1: is a really sensible amount. Like Mm -hmm. any more than that, uh, it seems like it would be really tough to keep up with, with the content. You know, I watch primarily videos of people I know, and I I'm probably around that 20 active YouTuber roster as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, who's on your on your list now of your watch most videos from?
0: Um, I'd the ones that are the easiest to go through are the excuse me the people that make shorter content. So like Tom Scott, mm. he his videos are like around five minutes and less a lot of the time. So those are easy to always click and always watch. Um, people like Dunky, he's got shorter videos too that are always easy to watch. Um, but then the yeah. people that make The people that make longer content that I tend to always try to watch are the people that do what I do. So like uh, D'Angelo Wallace and Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez, those types of guys, because it's like, it's what I like because it's what I make. So that's that's where I get my long form entertainment. And then a lot of the time it's just like the shorter videos from people that I subscribe to.
2: I'm glad that you brought this up because this is something I've been meaning to ask on this podcast for weeks now, and that is who is watching these like 3 hour YouTube videos?
0: <laughs> ah, you, not yeah, me. I, I, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. serious.
2: Th- there are no, videos, that, there are like drama videos that and, and I can't remember yes. any of them off the top of my head. I can't. Um, I'm
1: happy up. to throw some some people under the bus here. Um, <laughs> the number one the number one person who does this and is famous for it is the right opinion. Because okay. he mm. blasted through, you know, it, like there's are certain advances in platforms where you know they're incremental and like over time things shift and then there's just this thing that comes out of nowhere and busts through everything well the right opinion released uh, like a four and a half hour video on Nikocado avocado and th- this was a thing like everybody's like all right this is freakish this is weird <laughs> this is the equivalent of like one of those thirty-foot-long subs you get for a party, like once in your life.
2: <laughs> I thought that you make but, it like a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a gigantic sandwich that you can't possibly eat. That's true, though. It's, a, it's like a who's eating that hoagie? sandwich? Yeah, yeah it's, it's too it's much weird. sandwich. It's,
1: yeah, and he he does thorough commentary videos. If you're not familiar with him, he takes an issue. He's not the first one to break an issue he's the guy who rounds up every bit of evidence when it's time and then presents as complete a picture of the the drama issue or the controversial person as possible. And that can take a long time. It's totally valid that it's going to take 45 minutes, an hour. Uh, I mentioned John Swan, friend of the show. His videos are like half an hour. You know, it's totally plausible to do these kinds of videos. But uh, Trope has pulled these multi-hour videos. And you do wonder who's Who's got the four and a half hours to, you know, you know, go through Nikikato Avocado. We mentioned in the pre-show we were talking about Sonichu medallions. Um, you know, back when we, we talked to uh, Sonichu, there's somebody whose channel is just chronicling Sonichu's life. And it's like episode number 45, 46 now. Each of them are 40 minutes long. So this is, what's the math on that? 32 some hours on the same exact person. Oof. Yeah. uh, So I'm inclined too to watch something that's three or four or five funny minutes as opposed to, you know, an hour. But I guess, you know, you can throw it on the background. You can play a game or something uh, that's low stakes, you know, and kind of listen to it. I I did put Tro videos on in the past. I popped them on as I would do things around like my office, you know, cleaning it up and things like that. Because you don't necessarily need to watch it; mm. you can listen just fine. Yeah, uh, like a podcast. Yes, they exist. Yeah, yeah, a lot like a podcast actually. Yeah, that's perfect.
2: Uh, yeah, but well, I recognize the them. irony of 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 saying that on a podcast that is often <laughs> often runs for two hours. Like I, I get that, but <laughs> yeah. to me, yes, the point of a podcast is that you listen to it in your car as you're driving somewhere, or you listen to it while you work out or yeah, while you game and it's on, it's, it's on in the background or whatever. Uh, but a YouTube video I think of differently. I think of the fact that if it's a video, then you're meant to watch it. You're not really meant to watch a podcast. You're meant to listen to it. So, um, I don't know. I don't think I think half an hour is fine. There's plenty of YouTube videos if the content is compelling enough that I'll sit down and watch for half an hour. That's fine. It's like watching mm-hmm. a TV show. Um i dub's documentaries were about an hour. I watched those and really mm-hmm. enjoyed those. I actually watched those on my TV because it was like watching a documentary. Yep. But yeah, but it's I'll like throw one somebody on the months. bus who I really like, and that's Tim Rogers, who is a video game critic who I think is absolutely brilliant and makes some of the most interesting video game reviews. But he started making these reviews that are like three and a half hours long. Oh, and it's God. like, dude, <laughs> I, no, the answer is no. I'm not watching that three yeah. and a half hours. It's not
0: happening. It's tough to find that enough to say, to fill that oh. much time.
2: It's crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, I was thinking about the content that you make and like, if you, if, if you had to make an hour long video, What would it be about? Like, How would you take
0: your content and turn it into 60 minutes reliably? It would literally, it would have to be like, if I was covering an entire series of a TV show or something, or if I was, if I was going to make a video on like every single Disney channel movie ever made all at once, that's really the only way I could (laughs) see anything coming out that long. Cause even when I feel like I'm working on a script or whatever, and I feel like the video, Oh, this is getting long. By the time it's done, it's like 20 minutes, maybe 22 Um, and that feels long to me when I'm, you know, working through the process. And a lot of the time I feel like, oh, I could cut a lot of this down and I do. So maybe like at max, a video could be 30 minutes without cutting out any of the extra fat. So I, I don't, I don't see a world where I'm making videos that are over an hour long.
1: There's a gun to your head and, and we're trigger happy. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, Kevin's jittery. He's had a lot of coffee. He had some red bull too, and he's got his, his finger on this trigger. It's sweaty, so Mm -hmm. the the likelihood of even firing when he doesn't want to is very high. Um, Your only way out is to make a 60-minute video on one single topic. None of these series things, not nine seasons of whatever TV show, not a compilation of Disney movies. You get one topic, you've got to
0: fill an hour. What's it going to be Or you're dead? It would be that guy, John, I don't know his last name, but he does all of the lie detector stuff for like every youtuber in the entire universe uh i would cover all of the all of the background of that man because it fascinates me what is this
2: no uh, I, me don't me what this I don't know i don't even know who this uh, have is. you so have you ever what seen a video
0: grogan um i don't know if that's his name maybe it is i could check okay grogan you said yeah yeah the polygraph dude yeah okay so i would So I don't know if you've ever seen a video on like the trending page, but they always are doing like, oh, we took a lie detector test, blah, 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 that type of stuff. And 100% of the time, the person administering the test is John, John Grogan. Cause I think he's like the only guy certified (laughs) to do it in the Southern California area or something. I read this article about him a few months ago and his story is pretty fascinating. So I think that's probably the guy that I would, that's probably the topic I would cover if I had to do an hour long video. That's a very iDubs
1: documentary-ish topic. yeah like, that sounds awesome.
0: yeah, that's the kind of the style I would probably want to do it in too. So if some if iDubs would love huh. to cover that, hey more power to you that <laughs> I just did you put my, put my name at the bottom in the credits or something.
1: This is your video. this is you know we're talking 500k you do this video you hit a million.
0: This is my magnum Opus. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's right. It is. This is what you retire on yeah. is the AdSense from this one
0: video. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. You're right. I got to go to California though to, to really like dive into it. And I don't plan on going to California anytime soon. So how can if you only could get, get 500,000 subs out of it, <laughs> you wouldn't even they- go to LA for that. I wouldn't <laughs> not now. Maybe, maybe when things are less weird, but yeah,
2: I, maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh- how can there only be one guy that does lie detector stuff? We need to know more about this. Yeah, we really do.
0: Just from the little bit of info that I That's read. pretty interesting. It was like the guy kind of started up this business. And please do not fact check me on this because this whole thing could just be false too. But he kind of started up this business <laughs> and would and would like almost run other people out of the area. He would like bring them on and then, if if I'm remembering correctly, he would kind of bring them in and then discourage them from doing it in the area like working underneath him and then he and then they would leave so then it would just be him left and he's like the only guy in the area that does this and he does it for like incredibly cheap compared to anybody else so i think that's kind of the reason that he's the only guy that ever does it in like media uh because i've seen him on like he was on nathan for you um he was on some other tv show that i saw him on some like reality show but yeah he's like the only one that does it
1: John Grogan, let's add him to the guest list.
0: <laughs> See what his deal yeah. is. I I also Crap. read that he had like that he's not actually certified to do it, um but that could also <laughs> be false. So <laughs> that could also be totally false. So, so like it's hey, just for a show. There's a
1: Times article about him. I'm going to throw this in the episode chat. If you're listening on audio a week or so from now, um, we'll put it in the description here too. Oh, balls. It's behind the paywall. Well, look, uh, so it's from two 2011 and the headline is TV's go-to guy for playing truth or dare. There you go. So John Grogan must have like a decades plus career here. Oh yeah. He's been um, doing it forever. Being yeah. Hollywood's lie detector guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can go visit him, uh, on Van Nuys Boulevard in LA if you're. If you're so inclined. That's right. Make a YouTube video. Um, it will which guarantee- I'm not doxing and This is
0: publicly available. It'll guarantee you get on the trending page <laughs> if you make a video about it because he's on the trending page like once a week. So free clout. His about the business description is
1: TV studios must use the best examiner due to liability reasons. You can use that same examiner. There you go. The end. That's I'm s- done reading the about the business <laughs> section on this page. <laughs> what a sales pitch. <laughs> Um, oh my God. yeah, and he's at johngrogan.com. Website looks like it's about out of 2002. Mm, that's the best <laughs> kind. Uh, yeah, interesting. So, would you ha- have you ever taken a lie detector test?
0: Yeah, I have. I had to take one because I worked for the city doing videography work. Um, and I needed to take a lie detector test to do that. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> really? really? Yeah, what did they I ask? Because I, 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 I was working like. So for the city, but then whenever I would like work in the police department or whatever, it was something where they're like, anybody that's working in the police department ever at any point needs to have like a thorough background check, lie detector, all this stuff. Even though it's like the whole thing with lie detectors is it's like hit or miss and you could like beat it if you really knew what you were doing type of stuff. But I don't, I don't know. So yeah, I have taken one and it was the most stressful thing I've ever done. Why do they they ask you? They, well, they ask you kind of like everything that involves... Anything that could be like illegal, I guess, just for the job um and one of the things that they asked, so the reason I was so stressed was because they asked about like drug use and I was like well i've I'm, i don't i don't use drugs so i wrote i wrote no like on the initial form that I filled out um and then when they when I went back to meet with like the the person that's administering the test, they were like, so we're just going to go through the questions before we actually, before you actually take the test again and just verify all of your answers. And she was asking me the questions again. And I was just responding the way that I had initially. Then she got to the drug use one and she was like, have you ever used any drugs? And I was like, well, I, yeah, I'd, I'd smoked weed in the past, but that was like, not what the, how the question was worded on the exam or whatever on the test. So I just said, no, again, i didn't want to have a different answer than what i written initially and like sound suspicious <laughs> and then like during the test it came up and my heart was just racing and she was like what's going on here like why are you so con- why are you so concerned about this drug use question and i was like, like oh god i was losing my mind dude eventually like i just explained the whole situation and it was fine but i just about had a heart attack sitting in that room <laughs> So you're a weed snorter and it came back to bite you. (laughs) That's right.
1: That's, that's the gosh darn truth. Kids. When you experiment with the ganja, when you roll marijuana cigarettes, when, when you, you dance with Mary Jane, (laughs) this is what can happen to you.
2: That's right. That's right. And then you just say, uh, you didn't inhale. Like, uh, was it Bill Clinton that said that? Or was it one of them? It was Bill Clinton I way back in it. the day. I didn't, I didn't inhale, <laughs> which is such a weird, that's such a weird out. Is that, <laughs> is that an out? Like, you know what I mean? Like you did this thing, but you didn't inhale. You know, what's the, I don't know. You I'm did hard, it, so you did I'm it hard hard wrong. my head around. You
0: did it wrong, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. You did it badly. He's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> not very good at it.
2: Kind of lame. Yeah. You failed. Yeah. It is It is bad. But um, you ultimately
1: passed. I did. That was yeah. the so yeah. So yeah. the the lie detector test. You lived through it. It was okay. I did. I've never taken one, Kevin. I assume you haven't.
2: No, no. So do they do they like strap things on you and that that monitors your heart rate and your blood pressure? Or yeah, what?
0: and that's the bone I have to pick I've, with John Grogan because so what what you have to do is you sit like perfectly still and there's these things that there's like these metal plates that kind of touch your your calves and you set your arms on these metal plates. And then they have things on your fingers wrapped around your chest. Um, I think there was something like on my head, if I remember correctly, I'm not positive on that, but there's just stuff hooked up to you all over the place. And they say, you have to sit like completely still. Otherwise like things can, you know, like your, the readings can jump around, whatever. It's all mumbo jumbo anyway, but that's what they say at least for it to be legit. Um, but then when John does these videos with like Danny Duncan or, you know, James Charles type stuff, you know, they're all running around and making noise and jumping all over the set. And he doesn't, you know, it's, it's like not legit then. So if he's saying that he's this legit lie detector administer or whatever, this polygraph examiner, and then he goes and he's doing it with these, these YouTubers and he's doing it wrong. Like, how can we, how can we trust that he's ever doing it? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> It's all a charade.
2: He's, it is. he's really undermining the credibility of the lie detector industry. He really,
0: he really is. He, he really is, and that's why it's not ad- admissible in court <laughs> because of John. <sighs>
2: well, I also have his website pulled up, and it does look like it's from two thousand three, and he has a sweet headshot of his like blank yes. stare and and woolly caterpillar mustache, and if anyone's listening. Please do not deny yourself the joy of JohnGrogan.com. <laughs> it's a good one. you got to make this video now. Yeah, I think I Yelly. will. It's a good topic.
0: It, it it I wanted to make it for a while cuz I've known about this dude forever and I just keep seeing him popping up so I just there's more examples every every week of of him being in videos but it's just like such a huge task to take on that I would need more like a, a bigger chunk of time than I usually have I don't think I'd be able to like do the whole thing in a week um, so maybe it'll be like the first one that I put out next year because I have have a little bit of a break going into next year
2: you you would have to find his enemy he the, john drogan <laughs> no doubt has an arch nemesis it, Dude, it's impossible he does so yes. his his name is gon drogan and <laughs> 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 he is the bizarro john but he must because there's somebody out there who's like i cannot believe that this guy keeps getting all the gigs that should go to me. I am Drogan. I am the, the the better lie detector man who will well, not undermine the credibility I, of, of my life's
0: work. I hate to spoil it, but he does have a nemesis and his name is Ralph Hilliard. Um, <laughs> and it goes deep. It goes so deep. <laughs> I've, I've looked into this more than I've been leading on. I've definitely like researched this. <laughs> does Ralph Hilliard have a sweet website from 2003? Oh, you would love to see it. You just got if you search if you search John John Lie Detector, it's like the third result, and the website is called polygraphplace dot com. And it just looks like a big PDF yeah, essentially. Okay. And it goes on and on oh, yeah. and, and this it, is Yeah, the dude's got multiple of these. This is
1: the old style. Mm. Oh, this yeah. is much
2: worse. This website <laughs> is a nightmare.
1: <laughs> At least it's uh straight up you know like you know text like the old day text and frames Mm -hmm.
2: there's no frill you know it
1: tickles that little little geocities muscle in my brain it's really literally
2: has screenshots of youtube from like the first year it existed i'll tell you this is deep it goes deep (laughs) wow this This is is, good so
1: if you had uh, this is uh, this is my question if you could administer a polygraph to anybody in the youtube ecosystem
0: mm.
1: who would it be oh um, man shane dawson probably you want to get to the you want to get to the truth i of, want to know about the cat for real Oh, so i don't
0: have to can you explain <laughs> to uh, anybody yeah, oh. who doesn't know why what's what's what that the cat means? <laughs> well i mean there's like a whole thing about him like like doing stuff with his cat i don't know <laughs> I'd rather not say. His cat's name. I think it's Cheeto. His name. His
1: cat's name is Cheeto. Is that right? I'm not sure. That probably poor, confirmed. Poor yes. cat. Poor Cheeto. But yeah, there was a there was a, an allegation that Shane had rubbed up against his cat at some point, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, it would be good to you. Well, you'd hit the trending page if you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you uh, were able to film that. Oh yeah,
0: I'd break the internet. That's a, that's a, that's a ten million view idea, guaranteed. I think so. Yeah. I've got a lot of those, a lot of those built up, but they're just not my cup of tea. So I will not be tackling the Shane Dawson polygraph tests. <laughs> Someone else can do it if they want. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's precisely an idea farm, the sort though, of thing somebody. I was
1: trying to like have in the intro. Is that that's just not what you do? <laughs> no, not at all,
0: not at all. And there's a lot of things like that where it's like, oh yeah, this could probably do really well, but. It's not what I want to put out into the world. And also my established audience would see something like that and be like, what in the world is this? And they probably wouldn't even, they probably wouldn't even click on it. They probably wouldn't want to watch it. I'd lose all of my actual fans and it would just be a whole mess. So I try to try to avoid any, anything like that.
2: Yeah, but you could set up a website that's like too naughty for Scott.com. <laughs> too naughty for Scotty? You just. You just <laughs> too naughty for Scotty. Scotty, too naughty. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you sell the ideas that you can, uh, for videos that you can't make. I should do that. I should do
0: consulting work on the side.
2: Yeah. I think so.
0: We're, we are mining be, gold. That could be your OnlyFans concept.
1: Instead of <laughs> nudity, you could just cover these too hot for yeah, YouTube topics. Not safe on for Only
2: work. On
0: <laughs> Just commentary. Not yeah. really.
1: So you're talking about the, the audience expectations, people would unsubscribe, stuff like this. Mm. Um, one thing I love about your Twitter feed is that you so frequently post comments and things <laughs> like that from people who, <laughs> who say the dumbest things about your content. Yeah,
0: it's my favorite thing um, to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... What is that? What is that about? What types of things do they say that is that are tweet worthy?
0: It kind of depends. It's just and and the issue is like a lot of the time it feels like I'm shooting fish in a barrel, like I'm preaching to the choir when I tweet stuff like that, because the people that follow me like understand that what these comments are is like stupid and silly, but it's still fun to like. So like, what was it? What what, the other the last one that I posted was something somebody had said, like, because I had a a sponsor in a video, which is like a very common thing. Everybody has sponsors. We have to pay rent and stuff. You know, sure. we have to survive. Um, so I had a sponsor segment and somebody left a comment that was like, Oh, these freaking YouTubers. And they're always trying to monetize everything. If you like making videos, just make videos. You don't have to, you don't have to try to monetize it. <laughs> right? I'm like, what the hell? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is my job. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, would you ask a waitress to not like accept a paycheck? It just like seems so silly to me, and it's obviously silly, and everybody understands that it's silly. But it's still fun to poke fun at people like that sometimes. They really believe it, though. They mean it.
1: Oh, sorry, I just coughed. They mean it. <laughs> like they, I, I'm sure some people are just goofing around with it, but right. but Kevin gets this all the time. He'll back this up. You know, I, I read all the comments in the in the studio on YouTube, and. People, especially in the educational world, we've talked about this on the podcast before, they have this generally allergic reaction to anybody in education making a buck. Even if you explain that, hey, this revenue coming in is what helps somebody make even more of the content that you seem to enjoy, Mm -hmm. so it should be a good thing. Uh, But no, they're like, oh, no, 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 it should should be free because it's educational. Well... Yeah, people do that on, um, you know, commentary videos and things like that, too, where it's like, oh, don't you just love it? Can't you do it for love of
0: the game? They mean uh, it. I think uh, some of the issue with that, too, and I've fallen victim to this as well, but it's like they clearly don't understand all that goes into it to even say something like that, like unless you've done it yourself and like put all the hours into doing like making a 20 minute long video. Like, it's hard to really understand how much work that is until you do it yourself. And I I do the same thing where sometimes I'm like, something seems so cut and dry, black and white, just because I don't know much about it. And I'll have, I'll have these opinions on things and then I'll learn more about it. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I just didn't have enough information, you know, like, and I I was, I was jumping to conclusions. I think that happens a lot in the YouTube comments. People are jumping to conclusions without knowing the full story to things, obviously. (laughs)
2: I think that they don't recognize that like obviously if someone is a ditch digger and they're spending all their day shoveling that dirt and at the end of the day you see a big hole there is an obvious progression there mm-hmm. and the, the the manual labor is recognized it seems to me like the the great cost of making videos is less about the manual labor like the the stress or the work as it's traditionally defined, and more about the time, the 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 opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So, like for yeah. instance, to to spend forty hours on this video is that's a work week. So you can't go to this other job where you uh, where you dig holes for forty hours <laughs> because you spent that forty hours like investigating iCarly or whatever. (laughs) So I think that that's like part of the problem is that it's not recognized the amount of time that goes into it. And that that time that you spend on that prevents you from spending that time working at McDonald's.
0: Right. And I did that for two years. I had full-time jobs while I was doing YouTube, you know, trying to do it weekly. Um, and it was, it's so hard it's not obviously it's not impossible i did it for 2 years but it's like now i have a wife and i you know it's like i have all these i have more responsibilities i've been taking on projects for friends and doing weddings and stuff like i have a lot of stuff going on that i just couldn't do a full time job as well and it's like, okay so now i don't have that income coming in sponsorships is the next option and people it's just like hard for people to yeah. to really like understand that unless they're in the same boat i think sometimes
1: i was uh, i was looking at a thing about audiobook reading and narration and a guy who's, who's very good um at at audio recording actually uh, he's on he's on youtube uh, it's called his channel is called booth junkie and he he um reviews a lot of yeah. audio gear has some tutorials booth junkie is amazing mm-hmm. right um so we were looking at, at some videos about microphones uh and and the up next autoplay thing started playing and he was talking about uh the ACX system which is is kind of what uh, is used like to record audiobooks uh, uh on amazon audible whatever like it's kind of a marketplace to find people to record them and and he did this video about whether ACX was worth it to do revenue share and stuff like that yeah is it's in the chat because tom is is on top of stuff uh is a c x royalty share a good deal and he's explaining that he gets thirty to forty minutes of finished audio and that's taking out um taking out breaths, taking out any errors, clean audio that an engineer can do something with and it takes him like three three and a half hours now he's amazing. you can listen to his voice and in ten seconds know that he's He's uh like as legendary as the guy who announces movie trailers. he's incredible. He's a professional. he's got a hundred thousand plus YouTube subs, and this guy has a multiple of about six on every minute of finished audio he does. that's nuts uh, and i don't think, I don't think people understand that ten minutes of what they see uh has a multiple of maybe an hour mm-hmm. yeah. And that, you know, it's obviously different from a vlogging channel to uh, a Vsauce2 research intensive channel, but there is a multiple for every channel. And it's really, really high, mm-hmm. a lot higher than people realize.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was even that way <laughs> when I was working because all my main jobs that I've had, <clears throat> like full time jobs other than YouTube, were doing videography work. Um And my boss has even had a hard time understanding that when it came to like video editing, how much time it would take to do things. Um, and like deadlines would pile up and they'd start new projects before other ones were finished. And it's just like, it's such a, it's such a niche thing that only a few people like really do know about and understand how much time goes into stuff like that. And then everyone else just kind of takes it for granted. I think, (laughs) what do you think your multiple is, uh, per minute of content? um, that's a good question. I, I think <clears throat> since it usually takes me a full week to complete any video, but I am working like weird hours too. Like there's some days where I work for 12 hours and then there's some days when I work for six. So it kind of depends, but I'd say it's about, so 40 hours per video and my videos are like roughly 20 minutes long. So I don't know what the math would be on that, but. Well, two hours a minute. Yeah. That's, is that, is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: yeah. That seems about. That seems about right. Um, when you consider all the time it takes to come up with a topic. And I, ma- I imagine that's real tough for you because you've got to have something substantial mm-hmm. so you can get that 10 15 20 minute video out of it. But it's you've got to it's got to be something that you can be funny about too. Like yeah. are there ever topics where you
0: look at it and you're like, "Oh, it's a good video topic, but I can't really make it entertaining." All the time. All the time. That's my biggest that's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to like the creation process because i have a list of like 150 ideas at any given time and so like say monday comes around and it's time for me to start scripting a video or researching a video um hundred and fifty? Oh, did you oh, say? Oh, there's got to be at least, yeah. There's got to be at least hundred and fifty ideas in this list. That's you the have real to make them. this website.
2: Start selling these, yeah, man. It just, That's it amazing. Just goes what a gift!
0: But crazy.
1: Yeah. So on on audio, he just picked up his phone and he's scrolling down this list. And yeah, it's like yeah, it just keeps some, going. Those long, flowing finger scrolls, and I can see just text on the screen.
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so the problem is though say like say so you'll get to John Grogan
2: in 2024
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably but, but like say monday you know i'm starting to starting to work on a video and i get you know 5 hours into researching it and like scripting it and i realize it's just not going to be up to like my standards which that sounds so pretentious oh. but like it's just not going to be as good as i want it to be um, and then I have to start over and it's like, okay, half of my first day is already gone. Now I'm starting on a new thing. And it's like, sometimes I'll go through four topics before I finally land on one. And then I'm pulling all nighters come Thursday and Friday to try to get these videos done on time. So yeah, that, that's part of the process that bothers me a lot that I've never really actually talked about. People don't realize that's part of the calculus though, that,
1: mm-hmm. that it's huge in writing because, you know, if you write something, Uh, everybody who writes, writes so many things that they end up stopping or throwing away because it just doesn't pan out or they lose interest, whatever. Mm. Like that's really common there, but people don't realize it's exactly the same with, with YouTube. That writing process is really similar and you can get weirdly deep into a topic kind of strangely far down the line before you realize you have to pull the plug. Mm -hmm. We've done this with Vsauce too. I can't recall a specific a specific thing, uh, but I know there were at least two videos this year where where the video like kind of got written up and researched, and then a couple days before recording, we were like, "Oh, throw it out and and do a completely different angle at this topic."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a killer. It, I was just thinking it 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 makes those comments when you finally do land on a thing that you're happy with, you think is a, a good topic, you think it's entertaining, w- whatever, you're happy with it. And then you still get the comments that are like, well, this one was boring. Yeah. You just want to be like, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is the good one. Yeah. I got rid of eight boring ones <laughs> to make this one for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been, so like kind of like that. There was one time it must've been 29. Wait, what year is it now? 2020. Okay. So it was 20, 2020, 2019. Yes. I think it was early 2019, like February, whatever it was I worked for, I was doing weekly videos for like two months straight or whatever, while I was at my other a full-time job. Um, and I worked on one video up until and I was posting on Fridays and I worked on a video Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday I was like midway through editing it. And I was like, this, this is not good. I don't like this video at all, but I need a video for, tomorrow at this point i was like shit i'm panicking so i called in sick to work on friday and i made a video about like old people leaving comments on like modern music and it turned into one of like a cult it's like a cult favorite on my channel like when people when you ask people like that have been watching me for a long time what their favorite video is most of them are probably going to say that video and it's just like i made it overnight you know i put i put less effort into that than i did into like every video i've made this year and it it's like everyone's favorite video. So it's like mentally draining to have to, sometimes you spend so much time on something and it's just like, whatever, nobody even acknowledges it. And then, you know, I I make something overnight and it becomes like my
2: subscriber's favorite video. It's, It's so hard to keep up with. It's your cherry pie. (laughs) <laughs> last week we had like a uh, 10 minute discussion about this song cherry pie by warrant. Do you yeah. even know that song? Oh yeah. Hell, yeah. She's
0: my cherry pie. That one. <laughs> That's
1: right. Where do you fall on this? Is this a cultural
0: <laughs> artifact worth celebrating or is it, is it garbage? Well, I mean, the I think the only reason I know it is because it was in guitar hero. So I would say it's like etched in history for sure. <laughs> There you go. That's, a, that's right. a non-answer answer. You need to commit. It's a great song. It's my favorite song to of all time, got- actually. And I, if I could do my <laughs> wedding, if I could go back in time and do it over, I'd play it at my wedding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> As she's walking down the aisle, could you imagine? Like, wow. Now that is a Joe Dirt. That's a Joe that's Dirt wedding. <laughs> um, before I forget, I had an idea. I want to throw it out there before it's lost forever in the ether because I, I did write it down and that is that is this. Okay, so YouTube, uh well, okay, I'll start here. We were talking about how people don't have any sense of how much work or, or time or struggle can go into what seems like almost throwaway content on YouTube, right? Uh, let's combine that with the fact that YouTube Rewind is completely dead and turned into this cringe fest failure of like a PR thing for YouTube. Okay. Why doesn't YouTube create a legitimate documentary every year, one at the end of every year where they follow, I don't know, five creators of different, you know, backgrounds, different genres, different levels, and put together a documentary that follows their journey, making stuff. Who, who, who says no to this? Who doesn't like this? Who doesn't look forward to that? And and how does that not become the ultimate PR thing every year? They could play this at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Like, why does YouTube not do this? This well, yeah. is a good idea. They have no? the
0: means to make it very good, too. That, that sounds like a great
2: idea, actually. Do you, have, do you know how much money they spent on... on youtube rewind millions and millions of dollars so there's it's there's no lack of funding for this sort of idea just shift that you know eight million dollars or whatever it was to this documentary idea and i don't know i think everybody would look forward to that yeah documentaries are so hot right now too somebody call susan Wojcicki. Got a great idea. But since it's a good idea, they will never do it. (laughs) 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 That's how it works.
1: (laughs) I wanted to ask you about, about the concept of the struggler. Okay. Because that's been, that's been around, uh, for a while for you, right? When I, did you start using that at day one? How early exactly did you begin with strugglers?
0: No, it was, it would have been, probably 2018 so like a year maybe like a a, less than a year half a year into like this whole thing and it was when i was working full-time doing another job it was like because of what we've been talking about where i would like be burned out at work come home work on things for however many hours and then hate it have to start over and i was like putting so much pressure on myself even though nobody was really watching uh, that's just like kind of where it, where it all came from. It was pretty early on, but like, I've been doing YouTube forever and it's, it's early on in this phase of my YouTube career. <laughs>
1: so that, and that's, I, I'm trying to think back when, when we first talked and, and I think it was shortly after you began with the strugglers So I remember talking to you about, uh, about how like, Hey, this is kind of great. Like <laughs> this is great as a community term to, uh to have hay strugglers
0: out there mm-hmm. uh, and people seem to like it. They, they seem to identify with it. Yeah. It seems a lot of people say that it's like almost endearing. Cause it's, it's obviously if you, if you don't know what's going on and, and you hear it the first time, it's like, what does that mean? It's a little jarring maybe. Um, but it is kind of like, we're all, we're all in it together type of thing. I don't know. People, it is something that people can relate to. It's hard to really even explain. It's a nice it. blend know. of it's just something that has kind of become a thing.
1: <laughs> it's such a nice blend of like very slightly self-deprecating, mm-hmm. um taking, you know, making light of what really does suck, like the grind that that you described on those videos. Like that's that's kind of like half our episodes. Is <laughs> is you know, talking about uh that in one way or another, about the grind to go from idea to reality reality let alone what you've done where it's full-time like that, that's a complete you know separate leap we talked to um sumetto media last week about exactly that because he is in the process of flipping that switch uh in his life and it's just a different kind of of leap mm-hmm. he's uh, trying to but, quit
2: his job and they just won't let him it's like that episode of seinfeld where i think george <laughs> is it george keeps trying to dump or is it Jerry? One of them keeps trying to dump this girlfriend and they're like, "No. Sorry. We're not <laughs> we're not broken up. quit." Oh my. No. N- no, I'm not buying that excuse. We're we're still dating. <laughs> <laughs> That's the metal media with his employer right now.
1: <laughs> it's good though like to to have a oh to have a good time with the fact that your grind sucks <laughs> like just being able to have that little self-deprecating struggler bit is a nice way to play something that otherwise is is difficult you know like yeah i mean it's just kind of describing like a headache mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks you know why not uh, why not have a decent time with it and and i like that back in the day so much because everybody is kind of a a half-smiling struggler in one arena or the next. Like if it's not their job or school or relationships or whatever, it's something else. Everybody's got something where they're like, yeah, I'm a struggler. Mm
2: -hmm. Matt, what was the thing that you retweeted where somebody was complaining about a 40-hour work week and you were like, wait, imagine only having to work 40 hours a week? (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds a, like a what's vacation. A,
1: what's a five-day <laughs> what's a, what's a five-day, 40-hour work week? Yeah. I've read about it in books. <laughs> I know it exists. I know there are generally labor laws saying children can't do it. But that's then really you, as, as much you as you go to you go to I happy hour it. and you get
0: cocktails
2: <laughs> with your friends.
0: You don't have to think about it once you what? leave. It's just out of sight, out of mind.
2: Crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. What is that?
0: <laughs> that sounds
1: amazing. And you can't have you can't have any sponsorships because you, you, you do this work week uh, and get as little for it as possible. That's right. No sponsorships, no revenue coming in. It's only fair. I mean, it's only it. fair. The struggle has to be capital S struggle. <laughs> By the way, is it stylized that way? Is struggle, is, is struggler a proper noun with a capital S?
0: Yeah, I would say. I haven't really thought about it too much, but it seems, that seems to make sense because it's like, it's, it's how we identify. It's who we are. I would say it's a capital S. Yeah. C- all caps. That's <laughs> all caps all caps. <laughs> Don't you have a it's pillow? It's aggressive struggle. That says that. I do, yeah. It's uh, it's down in my studio. I redecorated the whole thing. It, it's going to look, oh, it's going to look fabulous. Next, next video. Next video it debuts? It should, yeah. It's all, well, it's almost all set up, but I haven't even started working on my next video yet. I'm taking a vacation. So, yeah, by the time the next video comes out, it'll you be brand be new. I decided, you know what I said, Scott, I'm going to allow you to take a vacation. I told myself that it was okay.
2: So, Wow, how long's the vacation?
0: Um, I posted my last video two weeks ago, and the next one's not going up until sometime in January. It's all up in the air. I've been working so many hours, so many multiple jobs. I was working two jobs until like July this year. I figured it was I, I
2: could take a few weeks off. <laughs> you deserve it. Um, we before we start you, getting any further away from what I really want to talk about, Let's talk about what I really want to talk about. And you had this... Let's have, geni-
1: let's have the Kevin unknown right <laughs> Let's now.
2: have it the Kevin unknown. Um, here's what I want to talk about, okay? Without further delay, you made this video of uh, trying to determine the ultimate fast food meal. Mm-hmm. And the premise behind <laughs> it was going to all different fast food restaurants, purchasing different items, and kind of combining them like some sort of executive chef into one perfect meal. There were three different meals uh, in the video, but um, I'm really interested in this idea. I love it. It's, I'd never thought of it before. And I, and I particularly want to hear Matt's ultimate meal, because I feel like you would have very particular thoughts (laughs) and strong, passionate opinions on this. And I think that the world deserves to know them. (laughs) Uh, but while you think about that, oh. um, Scott, why don't you tell uh, our listeners what the three meals were uh, in in the video, so they can get a sense of what you came up with?
0: My, so I don't know. So one of the things that we found out, I just learned this. I didn't know that Taco John's isn't like a nationwide chain, but they make tacos. Obviously, it's called like Taco John Grogans. <laughs> yeah, it's tacos. <laughs> you it's, take a lie detector. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> be tacos. honest to get yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like I think they call it Tex-Mex Fast food or whatever And uh, it's just like tacos okay. And then they have these things called potato Olays And they're just like little fried It's like a tater tot That's It's like a flat tater tot with this really good seasoning on it But So that was in all of our meals Because we love it That's like such a popular thing around here But it, I guess it's only around here um, And then I had a, some stuff from Culver's Because Culver's is my favorite fast food restaurant of all time um, <sighs> my butter burgers are oh, fantastic they're so good it, no other burger can even compare when it yeah. comes to fast food um and then my that's probably
1: that's that's definitely an argument for that yeah,
0: yeah um, and my wife made like a hot dish, which is a very midwestern thing uh out of like some some nacho Wait, cheese what is a hot
2: what is a hot dish i don't oh, know oh man what that means. you know, do you really are you
0: you don't know what a hot dish is? no, I don't know what a hot dish is. do you know what a casserole is it's like a it's kind of like a casserole.
2: Maybe,
0: <laughs> uh, kind of.
2: I mean, I've heard of like tuna casserole, but that sounds disgusting, and that's you, that's where my okay, knowledge good. off ends. You don't know what a casserole is, not technically. No, what is it? It's just like a mashup of garbage. <laughs> Mashed up a really good stuff. Uh, it's not garbage. It's just, okay. Excuse you. <laughs> you just offended like, every
1: grandmother in the United
2: States, Kevin. Yeah. No one wants to eat their casserole. Get out of here, grandma. Well, what is, like, What even is in tuna casserole? <laughs> that's the only casserole I know of. And it sounds nasty. <laughs> Jeff Davis uh, likes it.
1: Green bean casserole is also pretty famous. And that's... I know Trev commented on a green bean casserole on Twitter the other day. And that's... Yeah, I... I mean, what is it? Like, there's always kind of a, a creamy base. Yep. Okay. And then what you put in beyond that is really up to you. Yeah. You know, the tuna casserole has
0: noodles and tuna. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So it's like mayonnaise. Kind of like a pot- and the inside noodles. of a pot pie. Yes. There you go. That's is a, fair that's a say? good it's way to describe like it. It's kind of like the inside of a pot that's pie. That's a really good way to describe it. Yeah. It's like a pot pie without all the crust. Yeah. exactly yeah
2: I like chicken pot pie Mm -hmm. I can roll with that yeah
0: you'd like it that's like what hot dish is essentially and a lot of the time so like what a big thing around here in the like North Dakota area is tater tot hot dish so like you'll make it'll be like a pot pie but instead of the crust it's tater tots and holy smokes it's it's I bet that's good unbelievable it's it's a life changer so that's kind of what Jade made out of her little her little uh, combination of fast food stuff
1: that's good that's good that's it's inventive it's got a little little local flair, mm-hmm. uh, and a little fast food chain flair. That's right.
2: <laughs> I will say though that the pie crust what? is my favorite part of the chicken pot pie. So I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I think I, don't I disagree. I'm into the, when, when the goop in the middle by itself. <laughs> yeah, you just wouldn't goop. be able to make it you out make here, it man. It sounds so unappealing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <The goop. laughs> how to starve to death
1: in the midwest (laughs) yeah uh when when kevin started talking about that video about the combination of fast foods it it made me remember something and this is truly the sickest i've been in my entire life i did not have a car this is a a while ago must have been like 14 13 14 years ago i didn't have a car because i was international a lot and it didn't make sense to leave one here So that meant that I couldn't go and get fast food anywhere. Uh, The nearest there's a McDonald's that's about ten miles away, and then it's about thirty miles for everything Uh, else—Burger King, Wendy's, whatever. And you know, I love I love terrible food, and so for Christmas. My brother went to all the fast food places within like a 45 mile radius and got their signature item. Mm. So it was like a Whopper from BK, a Big Mac from McDonald's, stuff like that. He put it in a box, froze it and gave it to me (laughs) for Christmas. (laughs) Um, I would take them out and defrost them in the microwave and eat them. This was amazing. One of them though, uh, went badly and... Oh my god, I it was horrible dizziness. Uh, I threw up so hard that my nose bled oh my. for a long long time. It looked like somebody was beaten to death in the bathroom. Um <laughs> just awful in every way and uh, <laughs> like reservoir you know, my, dogs my parents <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, and my parents were like, you know, we got to take you to the hospital, whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just throwing up like, you know, now in hindsight, I absolutely should have gone. But then I didn't. I powered through it. Oh my God. And I asked a friend of mine what could have happened uh, when I microwaved this. He said he said, "Well, you know, even if you kill the bacteria in a food item, if that bacteria has produced toxins, the toxins can still uh, you know they can still get you and make you sick. So just microwaving it definitely killed any bacteria, but it can't remove those toxins. So this vast array of fast food. I don't know which piece in it uh, did this to me. I don't remember, uh, but yeah, it was it was bad, bad, bad. And I had to take the GREs two days later. Oh no! Uh, I did okay. I did fine. It wasn't you know it wasn't the best performance of my life. <laughs> uh, for for those outside the US, the GREs are like a standardized test for graduate school admissions, like the SATs for big boys. Uh, but yeah, just it's not a test you want to take after. A day or two after vomiting until your eyes explode and your nosebleed
0: <laughs> no. bleeds. But what was your favorite thing though? The, uh, so, even though you don't know which one made you explode, which one was your favorite taste-wise? Uh, probably the Arby's beef and
1: cheddar mm. with horsey sauce. And uh, what's, the, what's their barbecue sauce called? I, Ar- just Arby's, yeah, Arby's, Arby's sauce. Just Arby's sauce. Yeah. 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 But that's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's tough to beat an Arby's beef and cheddar especially with horsey sauce
2: what do you think the bacteria was e coli or salmonella (laughs) i don't know it could have been anything but it got me i mean I, i
1: i couldn't eat i couldn't eat food like that for a long time but oh the the only time i've seen somebody throw up as hard as that was somebody who had just received chemotherapy oh man Oh, my God. That's the intensity of the vomiting (sighs) is that it it compared with cancer treatment. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Wow. Well, you're invincible now. Nosebleed probably happened from too much forceful vomiting, I'm guessing. Hmm.
1: Yes. Absolute pressure. Yes. Right, right. All the blood vessels blow in forehead, around eyes, in my actual eyeballs, in my cheeks, plus uh, the vessels inside my nose, just shooting blood like a faucet that's broken <laughs> as I, as I just, it just explode with a stream of vomit. So anyway, that's what I think when I see the thumbnail of your video <laughs> with like 15 <laughs> fast food logos. Well,
2: well okay. <laughs> it's triggering.
1: You need a trigger warning. Yeah, sorry. So you
2: have to add that. I'll
1: blur the whole thumbnail. That's Matt, triggered. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Does anybody in the <laughs>
1: chat, by the way, know if we put Culver's on our fast food tier list, I feel like it may have been on and only a handful of us have, have had it.
2: I'd never had um, it. So but can you if explain was, a butter burger to know. the, the ignorant?
0: Well, the way that I have it is, is you get a double. So there's the two patties and they're not like, you know, it's like a fast food patty. So it's not very thick. And they just kind of like have these crispy little edges around the outside, and the inside is so juicy and, yeah. and oh, it's so good. And then there's like this just melted, gooey cheese on top of it that just kind of drips down the sides. And you get pickles on there, and they're just crispy and they're and they're sharp. And then you get the bun itself is so I think they toast it a little bit, and it, the top of it is so squishy and and. It's got such a good texture, and then you bite into it, and the inner part of the bun has got a little bit of a crunch to it because they put it on the on the, the grill, and uh, and then you get like ketchup and mustard and all that regular stuff on there too. But uh, it's just something about it that like tastes so much more real than if you get mm-hmm. some like a burger at McDonald's or whatever or Wendy's. Um, it just tastes like somebody somebody made it in their kitchen, you know, which I guess they are doing. They're making it in a kitchen, but it tastes it tastes so real. It's so good. It tastes like they cared. They really like they do. actually, and I know they do put care. effort
1: into making that particular burger. They did,
0: and I've never had a bad. There, the customer service at Culver's is always absolutely top notch, like the best of any place. I know Chick fil A is like known for being like incredible customer service or whatever, but Culver's, in my opinion, is even better. Oh, I've never been to you, one if
1: you're driving through. Yeah. If you're driving through, uh, where do they start? Chicago? Do they have them in Ohio or is it not that far East?
0: I guess I don't know. I'm not really sure.
1: I feel like I had them in like past, past Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had them going through to Milwaukee, uh, several times. Um,
2: do they have one at the airport? But yeah,
1: I, I remember distinctly having that for the first time in like 2002. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's memorable. <laughs> Matt, do they have them at like O'Hare? I don't think so because I absolutely would have got, I I would purposely fly through (laughs) Chicago if I could eat them in an airport.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Also, we never never even brought it up, but their custard is next level. Have you ever had the custard? Oh yes. Oh my goodness, dude. Yep. Unbelievable. You wouldn't think that would be a big thing
1: because it's such a simple, you know, such a simple uh, dish. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's. It's like next level. Mm, they do it. It's right. custard like pudding. Oh. No,
0: it's more like ice cream. It's like frozen pudding, I guess. I don't think I've ever it's had thick. that. It's thick. Oh, yeah. she's thick, dude. It's so it's good. It's T
1: H I C C thick.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, learning about yes, a lot of food I've never Chicago. had before.
1: There is? There's yeah, it's actually has a Chicago address, so it still must be in hmm. the in the actual area, but it's The pinpoint is above the C in the, in the word Chicago, the first one. Well, yeah, definitely not the airport. What is your,
2: what is your meal then, Matt? Do you, have you thought about it? What, what are you, what are you piecing together from the various things other than salmonella?
1: (laughs) Um, it really depends on, on my mood at this point. I think that McDonald's has the best fries, assuming they're fresh. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a staple. Um, I really like BK's spicy nuggets. They're not incredible in terms of food, but I kind of like, I kind of like them like just as a, as a side dish. But the main entree thing, that's, that's totally mood dependent. I mean, there are days w- that you want chicken and there are days that you want like a bacon double cheeseburger kind of thing. I just can't, it's like asking me, you know, like to choose between blonde and brunette. As if there aren't like <laughs> many in both camps that are very
0: attractive. Fast food and women <laughs> go hand in hand, you know. It's <laughs> gonna <laughs> this this be my, my new Sophie's choice comparing
1: somebody to like the the ten for a dollar forty nine <laughs> spicy nuggets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> you are very much like a butter burger. Yeah, you're a great value too. <laughs> yeah. And you are yeah. the oddly the enough, pizza out of out the buffet.
1: three of us. I, <laughs> I'm the only one out of the three of us who's unmarried and never been married. And I think
2: the entire audience just figured out why. (laughs) Girl, you're like the 30-foot Subway sandwich that no one can eat. Well, how did we get here? Well, look, I'll take the blame for that. But I want to mention one thing, Scott, that you did with your meal which was mix fries so matt mm. you chose you chose mcdonald's fries only however scott got a little creative here and he made a fry mixture what was your fry mixture was it was it popeyes and what was yeah, it? yeah
0: i went the popeyes cajun fries which are so good but they're never warm for whatever reason and then arby's curly fries which kind of the same problem so when i actually oh. ate them they weren't the mixture was cold they're the best fries arby's curly fries are the best they, uh, i'm
1: retracting yeah. my answer mcdonald's if i had to choose mcdonald's fries out arby's curly fries in sorry proceed i, I do i, yeah, I agree the they
0: are they're kind of a different thing because curly fries and fries have like a different taste to them usually but yes i do agree that curly fries are superior but yeah just when, yeah. when i combined them it just like it yeah. was too it was just like a starchy mess and it was kind of it just wasn't warm and it was cold and it just didn't turn out good. I think if you had, everything was totally fresh, uh, it would have been a lot, a lot tastier, but I was very (laughs) underwhelmed with my, with my meal. (laughs) That's too bad. Fries. It's rare to fries in an air fryer. If you happen to have one,
1: you can renew them just as like, they come out after three, four minutes, exactly like they just like were served to you at the, at the, at the actual restaurant. Mm. Yeah. it's amazing. If, if you want fries to be uh, like leftover fries to be useful, you should have an air fryer, even if that's the only thing you ever, ever do. About. <laughs> to be useful. What
2: an odd way to phrase that.
1: <laughs> As if they're
2: like plugging a hole in your roof. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Flex Seal guy with fries. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what people used to do
0: I with raw well milk. Yeah, when they seal up, they cracks plugged a rama. lot of
1: hurt and a lot of holes in my heart <laughs> over the years. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: that's true. It's
1: true. But that, uh, you know, that's uh, pulling this pulling this back to you and your content, though. That's the blend that. that's the blend that i like where sometimes you're kind of analyzing a thing sometimes you're just doing something goofy like the fast food comparison Mm -hmm. right but uh, again to go back to what people say on comments and on twitter how many times have you posted somebody basically saying scott stop doing the things that you that you like uh i don't want you to do the things you enjoy do the things that play well in the algorithm. Whatever. My
0: favorite one of all um, time was, was somebody said, Oh my gosh. They said, you need to copy Stop, stop making videos that you like and copy Cody co. And they were being totally genuine. I was like, what do you want? What a weird <laughs> thing to tell somebody to do. Like stop making original stuff and just copy somebody else is so bizarre. And then it was really funny because a few weeks after that, Cody posted a video about the exact same thing that I had talked about like three months prior. And I, he, so then I oh, tweeted no. about it and Cody sent me a message. He was like, dude, I did not, I, I did not mean to do that on purpose. I was like, no, it worked perfectly <laughs> with my thread. It was great.
1: <laughs> but how do you get that balance? So if, if you've got a list of 150 topics, I imagine they run the range from an expose on John Grogan to, um, you know, what's my favorite combination of like, every fountain drink at seven 11. Uh, how do you, how do you get that balance between this is something that I, I want to make a video video out of its a topic. I'm going to have fun with versus the audience expectations.
0: Um, weirdly enough, I don't really put that much thought into that part of it. A lot of the time it just comes down to like how much time I have. And if there's like deadlines that I have to meet, um, cause with the fast food thing, I knew that it was something that I'd be able to do without a a lot of prep, so it wouldn't take as much time. Um, And I was already running out of time because I had deadlines to meet there. So that was just like my reasoning for choosing that topic that week because I knew it would be something that I didn't have to prep for very much. And that's usually how it goes. Like The topics that I choose, I could pick any of these on any given week and it means it's just like random essentially, whichever one I feel like doing that week. Um, but the main factor that comes down to is like how much time I have to make it. And like the John Grogan thing and, would, is going to take a lot of time. And that's yeah. not something that I would, would have been able to cover like on that particular week. So that, know, yeah, that type of thing.
1: A <laughs> um, star is in the chat and saying, you know, points out this tweet from a couple weeks ago. And I've forgotten about this, even though it was only like two weeks ago. Uh, the tweet is, youtube switch things up try new topics and formats (laughs) you say it does literally anything other than commentary on popular subjects and then it shows the two screenshots where uh youtube's telling you consider experimenting with new topics and formats and the 10 of 10 ranking on the video Mm -hmm. so you experiment and youtube absolutely punishes you and so does your audience Mm
0: -hmm. uh how do you reconcile that I think it's just like because the way that I think about it is that the reason that they even sent me that suggestion in the first place was because I had recently been doing videos that were different from what I usually do. So they're like, oh, your channel isn't growing as much as usual. Like maybe you should try switching things up. But I Mm -hmm. knew already that I had been switching things up and that's why it wasn't growing. And it's just so funny to see like how out of touch their little algorithms are with like how actual humans (laughs) operate. Because it's just the opposite. It's the total opposite. Like if, you, if you're, if you I would, I, if I dove head on into like doing commentary about TikTok and all that stuff, which is what every commentary channel eventually ends up doing, then I'd be doing great. Okay. You know, I'd be blowing up right now, but that's just, that's not what I want to do. So every now and then you got to switch things up. And it's just so funny to see YouTube be like, Hey, you're not, you're not doing great. You should try to switch things up. And then, and then you switch it up and then those videos flop.
1: And that's a spot you've been in too Kevin, right? Where you've tried to make adjustments and and improve things and like uh just try new things. And and it's weird on the YouTube
2: side and it's weird on the audience side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just think it's funny that you're exploring what you're interested in and what your, you know, creative freedom allows for you to um to try and YouTube's like what's going on here <laughs> Why it's almost like the opposite of what Schlatt was saying when we were talking to Schlatt where he he was literally, literally like I'm just going to make these dumb videos that I know are going to bang and are going to get tons and tons of views and then eventually I'll make the stuff that I want to make you know it, it seems like you're finding a balance at least between stuff that you really want to make and also things that will be served well and a lot of people will want to watch.
0: Yeah. And I realized that like, YouTube really is not that deep. Like there's just not, it's just not that big of a deal really. But I've also put myself in a place where it's like, I've been vocal about the fact that I want to do obscure topics and I want to talk about things that nobody else is covering. So then if I do turn around and make a video about something that's going up in pop culture at the moment, people are going to be like, are you doing this just for clout? Like, are you doing this just to feed into the algorithm, which is the opposite of what you usually say. Um, and like, again, it's not that big of a deal, whatever. Like people can comment what they want to comment, but that's just something that I usually try to avoid.
2: Yeah, but the covering the same topic thing came up just recently between Danny Gonzalez and Jarvis Johnson. Did you see that? And Jarvis was really upset oh, yeah. by that. And I totally, I totally understand why, uh, because... I've run into this on Vsauce 2. Um, Jake has run into mm-hmm. it a couple of times on Vsauce 3. Uh, what happened was Danny Gonzalez made a video about uh, Lifetime. The, the television channel made some kind of movie about KFC mm-hmm. or something, like a ro- a romantic holiday movie about KFC, and Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders, yep. I believe. <laughs> <Yep>. So... so <laughs> It's a bizarre topic. Like, how do you not cover (laughs) that? I missed this one. Oh, you didn't even know about this?
1: How did you not know about it? No,
2: I didn't know the actual
1: topic. Uh, No, because I was busy. I was busy working.
2: (laughs) Boring. You should just be scrolling Twitter all day and then you would know about AC Slater's Colonel Sanders debut. Um, So Danny made a video about it and then Jarvis is dropped a few days later And his only dropped a few days later because it got hung up in like brand approval and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm, Okay. Totally like legitimate reasons. And also just the fact that it takes time to make a video. It doesn't just you don't just hit record on the camera and then upload the thing 15 minutes later. Again, going back to what we talked about at like the beginning of the podcast and a flood of comments are just like. You ripped off Danny Gonzalez. Oh, he already did this video. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, all right, okay. That's not how this works at all mm-hmm. on any level. And it's also really not a problem. Um, we I can both say, make though, videos about the same thing, and it, who cares? So, Tom... Again, Tom
1: Videogre throws the links in the chat so quickly in the episode chat. You get it's like another dimension to this podcast to have all that stuff pop up. So he po- he posts Danny's video. Why did KFC make a romance movie? And then Jarvis's KFC made a very sexy movie. Now, the thumbnails for them use the same main image.
2: It's the only Mario image.
1: Lopez. It's it's the image. Can't you do No, it's very clear. It's crisp. It's good. It's a great image. I can see why they both used it. Uh, but couldn't you pull the still, like a still from the movie or something and, and pull somebody out? Yeah. So Lifetime posts uh, a trailer. Uh, Tom has put that up too. Well, pull an image out of there to make it different from Danny's. Because right now they both have the same formula, KFC logo, same exact image of Mario Lopez and whoever the woman is. And then their own photo. Well, look, uh, I don't think, I mean, it's completely fine to make the same video or video on the same topic. They're going to be different. That's cool. But how do you, how do you make the same thumbnail? Why don't you, how, how do you not look at that and think, well, Hey, this is the same topic as what this immensely popular guy did three days ago. I should, I I should switch this thumbnail up.
2: It's, it's the movie poster. Like it is the promotional image. It's what the, it's the image that everyone would recognize because it's the it's what went viral on Twitter to, to use just like okay. a screenshot from the movie would, I think, underperform less people would click on it and or recognize it. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. But yeah. And it again, it's not December a problem. 13th. Why is it even a problem? <laughs> it's like literally not. Right. It's no. such a weird thing to be upset about. <laughs> this free yeah, this that, guy that who I love, some. who entertains me for free did a great video about the same topic as this other guy who I really love and entertains me for free. <laughs> like like boo. I'm mad about Go outside. it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you mad about? Oh. Good Lord. It's so this
0: bizarre. does it's happen
1: like, across commentary though, with even the drama channels, the T channels, you know, you mentioned Shane Dawson earlier. Um, When some weird Shane Dawson thing breaks, whether it's with poor little Cheeto or, his, his personal relationships with other YouTubers, um, thousands of people are going to make a video about that. And if you just let the first person, you know, to make the video have a little monopoly on that topic because they're first, well, you know, you can't do that. That's not practical. Nobody would think that it is. I I suppose when there are thousand, like 5,000 videos out about a subject, maybe, you know, it's, it's not a good idea to do one, but um, it happens. It happens all the time. There's no, way around it you know it's like sports commentators uh like talk show sports talk show hosts the next day well they're all talking about the same game mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the game was the night before <laughs> and they're yeah they have different or opinions like and different takes talk and Show maybe different like interviews. late
2: night hosts are gonna make jokes about the same current events yeah it's like wait a minute are you telling me that james corden made a trump joke um steve colbert just made a trump joke <laughs> Why are you stealing Stephen Colbert's jokes? That's the logic, though. That's the logic. It's of, garbage of criticizing logic. people like Jarvis. Yeah, it's just, it's, I it's, agree. It's it's it's,
1: it's 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 garbage. Think harder. That's Has all that? W- what have you told people who have criticized you for that? Because I, I know you've done a couple topics that like Number had done years ago. Because look, in things like math and science, th- there's going to be crossover. You've done, we've talked about you doing a video on the color blue and, you know, Joe Hansen did a, a video on blue after yours. Like sometimes you're first, sometimes you're not. And every video is different. But what do you tell the people who have given you the same hard time that, that Jarvis is getting now?
2: I I, I, don't, I don't even talk to, I don't acknowledge it. I don't know. You I don't respond to it. <clears throat> yeah. What is there to say? It's like the color blue. Okay. That's a thing that exists in nature. Anybody can make, you know, I liked Joe's video. He, he took a different approach to it. He talked about more of the um, biology and, and chemistry. And I talked a lot more about kind of like the history and the culture. Um, I don't know. It It's just, it's okay. It, it, it's like, you know, Louis C.K. had that thing when people kept asking him about Carlos Mencia stealing jokes, and, and like joke thieves. And, you know, his response was, well, if they can't write their own jokes, they're always going to have to steal them. I can just write new jokes. It's like, you know, Scott has 150 new ideas that he has no time to make. Mm. <laughs> like, he's he, like a bottomless well of ideas. He'll just make new videos. It's okay. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah, I've, I've run into... Because there's a distinction that people kind of refuse to make between like somebody talking about the same topic and then just like blatantly copying. And it's almost never the latter. Like people cover the same topics all the time. It's very rare that you run into somebody who just like copies somebody else's content. And if they do, it's pretty obvious, but people just, they did lump them into the same, into the same group for whatever reason.
1: Do you have to remove things from the list of one hundred and fifty because you think this thing has been done too similarly to how I do it where this has been done into the ground and I can't do it. Do you ever remove things from the list? Um,
0: A lot of the time I won't even like add things to the list. If it's something like that, Um, there's times when like, cause like when I made the, I made a video about Bible man, this old Christian superhero movie series that I used to watch when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just assumed that I was the only person that had ever heard of it. And then the day I uploaded it, I got a comment that was like, oh, um, Critical made a video about Bible Man like three years ago or whatever. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So I went to search it. And it was just like a clip of him reacting to it on stream or something. And mine was like, n- my video was nothing at all like it at all. But people were, but th- not people. The one guy was like, this is just the same as as Critical's video. It's like, okay, whatever. So like that's that's one of those scenarios where it's like I don't even I don't even assume that anybody knows what I'm talking about, so I won't look into it. But if there's stuff that's there's topics that are a little bit in the middle, I will look, I'll try to look into it. I'll search YouTube, I'll search Google, whatever, just to see if people had talked about it yet. Because another thing I don't want to do is like make the same jokes (laughs) that someone else has already made, because that's corny. Like even if it's not on purpose, like and I I don't want I'm not trying to somebody had sent me a video um weast <laughs> he made a video about the, uh, the moment of truth it's that lie detector game show and and they uh-huh. were like he makes like 10 of the same jokes that you did in this video he copied it from you and i watched it and i was like well yeah but it's like those are the obvious jokes it's just like that's what you would say when you re- when you're reacting to this it's not like he watched my video mm. and wrote down the jokes that i said and then regurgitated on his channel. He's not dumb. He's not going to do that. Um, so yeah, it's like it's like people don't they don't. I'm not, I'm not generalizing now, but I think sometimes some people will just see a topic and think, "Oh, this is just the same as what somebody else did," even if the content isn't the same.
2: Yeah, it's 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 hard to parse why they're unable to distinguish the two, but. I don't know if they are then they are. And there's just not really anything you can do about it. So that's why I'm saying you just kind of have to ignore mm-hmm. it. I, you know what I mean? It's like, if you know that like, like you're saying those are the obvious jokes to make in the, that scenario, because you can imagine them because you know what jokes you write. Like you can imagine that a lot of people can't Yeah, like they're unable to, like, I remember Somebody, so if anybody follows my, um, personal Twitter account, it is a, uh, just a disaster. (laughs) Just, (laughs) it's just like a horrendous dumpster of the stupidest thoughts that I have. And, um, I had somebody ask, not like a stranger, like someone who knows me personally, who knows me very well, baffled. Like, how do you come up with this stuff? And I don't have an answer for that. Like, I just can't explain it to you. It's like, I don't know. Like I have these thoughts and I tweet them and that's the extent of it. It's like, it's not, I'm not capable. Like if, if uh, Grant Sanderson, who does um, three Brown, one blue, I talked to him, one Brown. uh, I I talked to him at um, a convention. It doesn't matter. A couple of years ago, about his videos, if if you don't watch his channel, he this it's one of the best math channels on YouTube, maybe the best, Absolutely. arguably the best math channel. And I was explain, I was explaining to him, I'm like, dude, like you don't understand how hard it is for me to do the math videos that I do. Like I can't imagine being able to understand the math that the way that you do, like the way that you understand it. And he argued with me. his with, is high level stuff, me. yeah. Yeah, but he argued with me. He was like, "You could get it." He's like, "Anybody can get it." He's like, "You're, you know, you're you're basically like underselling yourself or, you know, it it, it, it it's not out of your reach." And I'm like, "It is, though." <laughs> like, I'm telling you. Like I'm telling you, I don't get it, dude. Like my brain doesn't work like yours, and I'm just telling you that, okay, so that you understand. But he wouldn't believe me. And I think that there's this weird thing that people don't like to admit to themselves or that don't like to admit about other people that it's like, people's brains are different. Like I can't explain to this person who doesn't get why, how I come up with my ideas the way that I do, because I don't understand it. And I can't understand how some genius mathematician just naturally understands the gobbledygook of high level math. But we have this like naive, Fantasy that it's like ah if you just like you know tried why don't you just try it's like you can do anything you put your mind you could do anything you put your mind it's like actually you can okay (laughs) I'm sorry like spoiler alert but people have different like like cognitive abilities and and it's such a weird thing that we ignore it's I I always think of it like uh, athletics like no one would say. To me, like, look, you could dunk a basketball if you just practiced. <laughs> you it's could like, dunk? No, Spud I can't. Webb,
1: Spud Webb could dunk. If he could dunk, you can. You've got like six inches on him.
2: <laughs> I'm taller than Spud Webb. And he won, what, two dunk contests. But guess what? Yeah. There's no amount of those like weird <laughs> shoes that I could like practice with to give me some more inches on my vertical. <laughs> That's going to allow me to dunk a basketball. It's not happening, guys. I'd love it to, but it's not. It, <laughs> you know, everybody's different, like
1: you say, and that's valid. But what we were talking about earlier with the types of content that's rewarded, if you want to build, you know, uh, Scott, you had these, these good tweets that show like, hey, when I experiment a bit, um, it does not necessarily Uh, cause YouTube to serve my video out a lot. This is not necessarily the most efficient thing for growth. Can you, is it possible to be original in 2021 and still grow a channel?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And it's not even, even in my own experience, it's not every time I try to do something else it flops because my biggest video this year was something different than what I usually do. Um, And I think a lot of the time it's refreshing to see, well, all the time, it's refreshing to see new stuff original stuff um i think maybe this year um it was harder to because there were just so many more limitations on what you were able to do um so like there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff that i found i'm sure there was new stuff but i just didn't find a lot of new stuff this year um and i think that maybe next year if you know fingers crossed if all goes well next year might be like a huge year for new new content coming out because it's like it's kind of kind of going to be open season like there's all these people that have been you know watching the same stuff forever and they're sick of it now so like what's next i think the the next person Uh, to come out with the next thing is going to probably
1: do very well do you think the restrictions and the tightening and the uncertainty on not only what's allowed but monetization which if you're a full-timer being limited on monetization is effectively banning a video for you, right? So, yes, YouTube can leave it up, but if it's a style of content that doesn't pay your rent, then you kind of can't do mm-hmm. it. Um, do you think the limitations and the uncertainty surrounding all the changes, and this is not just on YouTube? We talked to Sumeto last week about uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch, you know, banning some. Mm-hmm. Words like simp and incel uh, gets people kicked off the platform, whatever Uh, legislation uh, that is flirting with making, you know, certain types of streaming a crime, a felony. (laughs) Isn't this stuff scary in in the sense that it could tighten up uh, kind of the general like willingness to experiment? Or do you think it's going to push them to experiment in like new acceptable ways. I
0: think both because I've seen it I've seen it both ways where like there's the people like Leafy who is just gone now but then there's the people also like iDubbbz who Uh has shifted what he's doing um, and what he's doing now is amazing. (laughs) Like people people are receiving it very well and even people like Max uh, Max Mofo who does totally different content now than he used to um, and he's doing very well doing that too. So Mm -hmm. there's room for everybody not everybody but there's room for people to change and shift and mold. Um, but I think it's more scary for somebody who is in less of a pos- I hate to call it like a position of power, but like iDubbbz is huge. So he kind of has a little wiggle room to yep. try new things. Whereas somebody who maybe has like, okay. like 150,000 subscribers has less room to maybe experiment with stuff. Because if they're using that AdSense that they're making, to just barely pay their rent or whatever every month and then they're like okay so i want to try something new and it doesn't work out it's like all right well shit, you're not able to you're not making enough money to to pay your bills now so i think it kind of depends on like yeah it, it really is like case by case which is such a cop-out
2: answer but i mean it's kind of the truth yeah um uh do we have questions from our we have questions Our patrons. So if you're listening uh, and you don't know the deal here, our patrons are allowed to join us live during the recordings uh, and they chat. We have an open chat for the patrons and they get to ask questions. So if you want to chat with us while we're recording, send us links for us to look at and to ask questions to our guests. Become a patron. Okay, Matt, go ahead.
1: Yeah, we've got a bunch. Uh, The first few are Christmas themed because it is the season tis the season mr kramer in case you didn't know tis um, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think how to order these uh, jeff asks this is a good one to start with jeff asks whether you think die hard is a christmas movie and this is something that's on on twitter uh it's sort of like pineapple on pizza but but seasonal um i see it every year i never see a conclusive answer you got to bring the hammer down and and decide
0: this. I've this is not even. I've never seen the whole thing start to finish. I've only seen like bits and pieces of it. As far as I I'm concerned, it's it's a Christmas movie if it is about Christmas, right? Like if that's the main theme. And Die okay. Hard, in my opinion, isn't. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen, it's like it happens around Christmas time, but it's not the movie itself isn't about any like Christmas theme. In any way. So I don't think I would consider it a Christmas movie. If you do consider it a Christmas movie, that's fantastic. Great. Good for you. <laughs> and if you want to watch it every Christmas, that's awesome. But I probably would vote that it's not. Am I limited knowledge? I like I, something.
2: I like that. Oh, do you have an opinion
0: on this, Kevin? Cause
1: I don't know. What.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I just hadn't, you hear this. It's kind of like a meme now, whether or not die hard is a Christmas movie, but I like the distinction between setting and theme because that's really the that's the argument that's that's the bottom of the question i think is do you consider it i mean its setting is clearly on around christmas time but its theme is has nothing to do whatsoever with christmas Mm -hmm. as opposed to something (laughs) like i don't know um really even like home alone is set during christmas but I think a lot of the theme has to do with Christmas because it's about. Well, Die Hard is about family too, but <laughs> I was gonna say because Home Alone is really little, yeah. about like appreciating your family, ultimately and being with your loved ones. Yeah. And Die Hard is a little bit about that, so it's a good argument. I think.
0: I think I, the difference with Die Hard is like if you took out Christmas from Die Hard altogether, would it change the movie? Uh, I, I don't. I haven't seen the whole oh, thing, so I don't know if it would or not, but. I think if you took out Christmas from home alone, it'd be like, okay, why, what's going on here? Why did the family leave him? Like, there's like a reason for yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if that's the case with Die Hard. But again, I haven't seen the whole thing, so.
1: I like that. Uh, that's a that's a really good distinction. Uh, something that popped the other day that I didn't know, not to belabor this this uh, Christmas film point, but this is just too weird not to mention. Miracle on 34th Street is a, is a classic, okay? okay? It came out in 1947. Um, Miracle uh, is a classic Christmas movie. When you think of like the top three Christmas movies of all time, it's going to be Miracle on 34th street. It's a wonderful life. And then whatever third one you really like, but those two are in the top three. Uh, This movie came out in May. It, It came out in the first week of May in 1947. And apparently they concealed on all the advertising, all the posters and stuff concealed every possible Christmas element so that People would still come out to see it in the theater. Really? Can you imagine going to the theater in May and walking into a <laughs> Christmas movie without without expecting Weird. it? That's a serious bait and switch. What a scam! <laughs> Why don't they just wait? And then it actually—I I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there, there's got to be an explanation <laughs> they, they kind of did that. that with. I'm sure they kind of
0: did that with a uh, oh, oh. Super Eight, where it was like advertised to be one movie, and then it it ended up being something else. Yeah. Um,
1: I I do know the reason I totally spaced on this, Um, but it's just generally like more people were going to see movies in the summertime than in December. It was that simple. The calculus was like more people go to the theater in in May. Let's throw this movie out in May. And I guess you could pull that off back in the earlier days. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Uh, the uh, third movie. Christmas uh, film not released around You
2: Christmas. said whatever. I would say A Christmas Story. Yeah. Well, uh, um, I, yeah. that's got to be in the top three. It plays for 28 hours Uh-oh. Uh-oh. or 24 Uh-oh.
0: hours. Scott Disappearance.
2: Scott disagrees I Scott hate, 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 hate that movie so much.
0: Ugh. With your heritage, how can you hate, how
1: can you hate a movie from that part of the world that celebrates everything that's right and wrong about the whole ethos of middle maybe America.
0: that's why because it's too like it's such a thing here it's like oh, whatever yeah, like candy that's too sweet yeah it's just so i don't know it's also the movie <laughs> is so slow and the only time i ever hear about it is when like really old relatives are quoting it and it's like yeah i heard you quote this last year dude like i don't know there's just something about it that i just don't like at all really old it, it came out in like 83.
1: Well, 84. yeah, but the,
0: it, like it's basically as old as the gremlins. relatives that are quoting it are very old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's just such a movie that doesn't appeal because to me. Because it's wholesome. At all. No, but those kids,
1: like that was my parents' generation. You know, so like when the kid sticks his tongue to the flagpole, you know, like somebody in my kid, in my dad's class did that. You know, so he's got. And actually, I think I think he stuck his tongue to something to cold metal, and it ripped the skin off. And yeah, uh, but you know, like that's the kind of thing. Like people growing up in the fifties, you know, they, they empathize and, and see that movie and feel that movie. I guess I guess it would take an old to appreciate <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> take an old, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, mo- so <laughs> that, that movie's know as what, old as what, us. What Christmas movie, man.
1: You. <laughs> <laughs> that's how old the which movie is, is. <laughs> it's as old as us okay <laughs> we know which one you hate james wants to know what your favorite christmas food or drink is
0: oh um well i like i said i just recently discovered eggnog and that is fantabulous in my opinion yeah. um i don't know about food like what what is a christmas food like cookies i guess i don't know what would be considered a christmas
2: food that's a good question because I would say fruit cake, but fruit cake is nasty crap. <laughs> I've never actually had it. <laughs> it's horrible. Get your fruit out of my cake. Just give me fruit the. cake. cake's awesome. No, it's good. Ugh, it's nasty. Good. <laughs> of course, you like fruitcake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to eat it all year, but it's it's good once a year. And and when I think of yeah, I think of uh, uh, these peanut butter peanut butter bowls that my mother makes, dipped in chocolate. Mm. That's something that only comes out. Around Christmas, they're terrible for you—absolutely terrible. Uh, Wait, can so I place an order? Eat them all year for for these? Is it? You know, they've okay, been how requested do I get to, so so much.
2: How do I, I get think ben has had them.
1: When when Ben is back uh, and Scott—he's—he's. He's, this is one of his rare misses, uh, not being here tonight. He works on the show with us. Um, I think Ben has eaten uh, those those for my mother. And one year, Ben's brother, uh, yeah, his Christmas list. Was an order of those for oh, just himself. Goodness. He wanted my mom to make them. They're that good. You sound incredible. Um, I will. Yeah. Pay.
2: So I'll pay for this. They're good. I, yeah. I'll no, mail they're totally her a check. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> a little bit. I'm 100 on point. This is not a shtick. <laughs> an, I'm not memeing. Well, knowing how much you like peanut
1: butter, like you would, you would go bonkers for these. <laughs> Correct. Um, but we can round out the Christmas cheer with a question from. Monsieur Chinchilla, how will we all die before the end of the year? You, are, you, are,
0: you want me to answer that? <laughs> I hope we don't.
1: <laughs> uh, we need We need a theory, though, on the world ending.
0: Um, you know, if it had to happen, I hope that it would be, oh man, if, if one could only hope that we would be swallowed by a planet-eating alien life form of some kind. You know, just comes in out of nowhere, you know, MCU style chomps the whole thing down in one go. So we don't have to think about it too much. That would probably be my ideal way to go. Um, but I, again, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't happen.
2: That's a good one. Has there ever been a movie or a story in which there must've been, cause this is not like a far fetched original idea in which the invaders weren't scary but they were like incredibly enticing, and you wanted, you wanted to ascend. You know, hmm. obviously they end up wiping oh, you wow. out. Yeah, but it's like a beautiful thing. Like it looks like a thing that you want to do. Like you want to be devoured by them because it's so I don't know pleasurable. Yeah,
0: I don't know. That's like biblical. Is
1: that, a, does that ring any bells? There's a Twilight Zone episode that's. Uh, cooperation based and it's called to serve man. Should I give a spoiler on this? Should I, I should I spoil this episode spoil it, baby? Or are you going to yeah. go back and watch a, <laughs> a black only and like white s- episode 65 from 65 years
2: old? I think you can.
1: Yeah, no. It, it, yeah.
2: You're completely right about that. It was spoiled that. on the 58. Simpsons anyway. The Simpsons treehouse of horror oh, did, right. did yes, this. they did.
1: Yeah. Aliens land and th- everything is great. Like they make the world a better place. They solve All the world's problems like electricity, they give the whole world electricity, Uh, they end hunger, Um, they end war, everything's perfect. And they're doing this, um, you know, they have a book called To Serve Man and and all these things are in service of man. In the end, it turns out that To Serve Man is a cookbook to eat humans. Um, But they were certainly benevolent and everybody was on board. They, They were thrilled at all of this. Uh, all this great stuff the aliens brought.
0: I like. I I, I just figured though. out the pun the to serve man. That's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 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 payoff in the show is when he realizes that it's
2: actually yeah, a Yeah. That's boy. good. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we got a couple here that are not Christmas focused. Dojangles wants to know who are your greatest influences uh, on
0: YouTube. Oh boy. Um. Gosh. Influences. I'd say Drew Gooden probably is number one. um I've been um, like, not, I've been, so here's the thing. When it comes to like the way that I make videos, and like if you were to watch a video that I made and a video he made, they're clearly different. But just his style in general is something that I've been like very much so emulating for a couple of years now. Not the style that he does, but like the style that he kind of like built. Um, he's probably. I'd say he's the number one guy that I that would. What was it? In, inspired me? What was the question <laughs> about? Like guys that I. Yeah, just greatest oh, influences. Influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Greatest influences on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: he's definitely number one. I guess I don't know. I'd have to like look at my list of who I'm even subscribed to. Who do I watch? Oh, dude, Scott The Waz. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't even think of him. That that guy. Do you know, you know who Scott The Waz is? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah talk of about talent and hard work and just consistency and the dude is unbelievable for he's what 22 years old he's been doing it for years he's like never wavered in what he's been doing (laughs) honestly that he's he is one in a million in my opinion that dude is going places
1: Ah, and we've yeah he's come up as a request to have on the show like 71 times (laughs) and i don't know i don't know why We haven't asked him. It's the same with you. You know, when I, when I reached out to you, uh, not long ago, it's like, (laughs) there's a handful of people who we put on a, you know, on a list of people we want to talk to, uh, forever ago, like 18 months ago. And not only do we not make progress on this list, but it's almost like we have gone out of our way to avoid (laughs) this list. It's the strangest thing. And we realize this, uh, like, A month or two ago, we're like, okay, it's time for the list. (laughs) We're gonna clear these people out. Um, And yeah, Scott the Woz has been his his name has been uh, around the Discord like since we set the Discord Mm -hmm. up. So no, he he would be fascinating to talk to, and I can absolutely understand why uh, somebody doing the content that you're doing would look at that and 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 just think, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah, if I
0: were to ever like change the way that I do things, it would I would want to shift it more towards. And I know that he's not the first person to ever do the style that he does. It's like a very John Tron. I don't know if like angry video game nerd type of thing. It's like more of a show. Um, but if I would ever like drift farther away from just the standards sitting in front of my camera talking, I'd want to do kind of more of the Mm -hmm. style along the lines of what he does, where there's like sketches involved and like overarching stories throughout the entire year. I think it's, it's very smart. He's very good at what he does. Yeah.
1: Uh, Next we have from Tom Videogre, who mentioned is the fastest linker in the history of the internet. Um, he wants to know what your relationship is like with Rhett and Link.
0: <laughs> I've I've had one interaction ever <laughs> with Rhett and Link. <laughs> it was very positive though.
2: How did it was it very go? positive.
0: It was just they it was just a comment that it, they left on the video that I made about um the clearly Canadian situation. Um but yeah, it was very wholesome nice little interaction <laughs> i like those guys
1: and really briefly what, what was the clearly canadian um, situation it was,
0: uh, so back in like 2014 or whatever they announced that they were going to partner with clearly canadian which is a uh, sparkling it's like flavored sparkling water um, that had gone out of business they shut down um, but they were going to work to bring it back so they did this whole campaign where um, a bunch of their subscribers pre-ordered cases and um, just kind of got the company back up and running. And then they were going to do this live stream with anybody that bought a case and do like a, a studio tour. Cause they had just moved into a new studio. And this was back when I was watching them like every day. Um, so I was like super hyped Bought the case. Um, and then it just never ended up happening. It was like, if you watch the video, it's more to it than that, but the whole thing just fizzled out. Uh, and they never said anything about it, so they never okay. clarified why it happened or whatever. So I just made the video in kind of like a curious manner, um, and all of my speculation uh-huh. ended up being right because they responded to the video in a comment and pretty much confirmed everything that, that I speculated. Um, but that was it. That was the extent of our <laughs> of our relationship. <laughs> I
1: watched it's really that funny that, that comes up because oh, you did?
2: Yeah, yeah. I watched it today, and I read I read the comment. And I immediately thought that that is a situation that I've run into a couple of times over the years where you try to do a thing publicly and it falls through and there's no good way to talk mm-hmm. about why it didn't yep. work. There's just, there just mm-hmm. isn't. And, and and it's weird that silence ends up being your best mm-hmm. play, but the truth is, it is. It's the best thing to do is just not talk about it ever again and ignore it and pretend like it never happened. Um, because getting into any of the details of why it didn't happen just opens up this Pandora's mm-hmm. box that will never yep. close. That makes everybody uh, there is a happy bad, ending, probably. though.
1: Yeah, it, it, it kind of does. But you're right. Sometimes the best thing to do is to let a thing be bad and then fizzle. Uh, but what I've got to think of the days of the week here. This is a Wednesday because Wednesday is TCU night. Um, Saturday, I went to the grocery store uh, and I saw Clearly Canadian no on the shelf. What? I, I, yep. And it was, so I loved it as a kid. I loved going to the store and getting Clearly Canadian. Um, and it was like 69 cents a bottle back then. It, it was like two seventy nine at the grocery store. And I thought, wow, I can't believe that's around again. I loved it. I'm not doing $3 <laughs> wow. a bottle for this. Bizarre.
0: $3. I'm guessing they must yeah. have just barely they must be barely staying alive at this point because I know that part of the reason the relationship between them and Rent and Link fizzled that was because they weren't like fulfilling orders and stuff because they had just it just wasn't working out. So I must I can't imagine that they're thriving at any you know in any sense of the word. So I'm surprised that they're actually still selling them.
2: Maybe they got bought out. Yeah, and maybe else is distributing. Who knows? That stuff gets so messy so yeah. quickly. And that's kind of what I was like trying to imply yeah. is like the details on stuff sometimes are so crazy that it's not possible to even start <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about.
1: Well, we've got a couple more quickies, and then we can get you back to Colders. <laughs> uh James asks, what do you think about the conspiracy theories involving Disney brainwashing kids with lewd images and subliminal messages.
0: Um, I guess I have never really heard about that before. (laughs) Is it something that they do in like in old animated movies or what's the, what's the theory? Yeah. I, I, I know that
1: like, for example, one of the classic things on this was, uh, a scene in the little mermaid, I think where, you know, they're underwater in this and like sand, Brushes up and like spells the word sex or
2: something that's in a the Lion line King of, that's yeah. the Lion King.
1: Yeah, the, the Little Lion Mermaid, Mermaid one
2: sex, was the cover sexing. had a penis in the uh, in the it's a yeah. tower and in also the there's
0: like the guy yeah. who's marrying her. And at Also, the, end the priest had a, boner, had a boner. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Do you think uh, there's also, anything there? Is it- there was an Aladdin one too where mm, Aladdin yeah. says something that sounded like good teenagers take off their clothes. Oh, dear. I
0: right. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I hate to like, I, I feel like it's so, it's a double-edged sword. Because if I'm here and if I, if I sit here and I'm like, there's no way, that's silly. But, you know, there is a way. I mean, it's possible that they're doing that. I just don't. <laughs> I don't I think I believe that. I who knows? I don't know. <laughs> myth busted officially debunked <laughs> very firm stance i just took right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we've, en- we've ended the conspiracy <laughs> who knows uh this is the last patron question and and i like these ultimatums i think they're great and i think we need to do more of them with future guests these these like death threats that are kind of vague like we want to make them serious enough so that people are a little nervous to meet, to talk to us at vidcon <laughs> um uh, they yeah so we got to be half joking half extremely serious uh base weight asks if you were given an hour to make a 10 minute video what would you make it on um if i was given an hour and if you don't make this video it's it's going to be bad it's going to be horrible for you um
0: an hour to make a 10 minute video i probably would like look up some old cringy talk show moments and just do a reaction video I guess just no edits or whatever just play it like a stream you know stream reaction type video that's probably what I would do, gun to my head You could pull
1: when, off a good a good 10 minutes and an I hour think I I could way.
2: probably When I was uh, looking at your channel and also just thinking about the people who, who do um, content kind of like in your sphere like Danny and, and Drew and Jarvis it just dawned upon me how amazing it is that we have so much yeah. Content. We have access to so much content. Like you're talking about some cringy old talk show. It was not possible to take, like find a clip really of a cringy old talk show and make a commentary video mm-hmm. on it, you know, that long ago. But now we're in such a weird place where entertainment is so everywhere. So ubiquitous and so saturated that, you know, someone can make a, a 25 minute dissertation on some obscure disney channel movie <laughs> and like a million people will watch it because they've all seen yeah. that movie and they're so entertained watching somebody else just riff mm-hmm. on it so weird
0: yeah it is weird that is kind of like along the lines of the of tom scott's recent video where he was talking about an old british it was like a bloopers show but it was way before you know the internet was like readily available and it was just the networks would have to save these, save the film from like mess ups of actors on shows and movies. And then they would all send them into this one show. And this one show was the only show doing like commentary on bloopers and stuff. And now it's possible for literally anybody to do it.
2: Yeah. Well, think about America's funniest home videos. Mm -hmm. That show was so popular the ratings on that show when it when it was in its heyday were completely insane because it was such a unique idea to be like, oh, here's like normal people just like me, like getting hit in the balls with like a wiffle ball bat. Yeah. <laughs> like I've never seen I've literally never seen that before. And I can't believe how great it is to have this show where I can finally see, you know, some fat kid like breaking an inflatable pool in his backyard yeah. <laughs> and it's the most entertaining thing of my life. <laughs> and now we're at a point where that's like, you see a thousand of those things on TikTok yep. or Twitter or whatever, <laughs> yep. every single day. Um, well, let me, let me just get uh, one thing out before we've been a sport hanging out with us for so long, but I have to ask you one more thing. Uh, we'd love to showcase the creativity of our guests. It's the kind of the point of this show. I mean, you're a guy that has 150 ideas in his hip pocket at any time. So what I'd like to do is I'd I'd ask, I'd like to ask you to do an ad read for this episode. We need a sponsor and, um, it can be this, any sponsor you can imagine. It can be a real thing. It can be a fake thing. It's completely up to you. Um, but you need to do that for us. You need to give us uh, your your sponsor your ad read for this episode your episode of the create unknown.
0: You want me to like do an actual ad read for an actual company without getting paid for it?
1: <laughs> is that what you're asking me? To oh, do? you've got you've got to invent a company. You have to. Yeah. The only the only bill the only way we can keep the lights on here is to pay with the money we earn from fake sponsors.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It's how
1: we pay our bills. So yeah, yeah, we need you to just invent a sponsorship for us.
0: Okay. Um, how about, well, one, one company that I've always had in my back pocket and don't tell anybody about this. Okay. Because this is a, this is a star idea and it's mostly just because of the name, but um, how about like a smoothie bar, which would be worldwide, obviously in every mall, every airport, every, everywhere, everywhere, a smoothie place. And the name, get this, and I'm going to paint a picture for you too. The name is the Juicy Smooch. Okay. That's the name of the smoothie bar. Juicy, juicy Smooch? Smooch. Okay. So like, like kiss, like a smooch. Okay. And the logo, which may have to be redesigned now because plastic straws have kind of been done away with, but the logo, the J mm. in juicy is a, is a straw, like a bendy straw. You Can you kind of picture what I'm, what I'm laying down here? The mm-hmm, Juicy yeah. Smooch. Yeah, And it's just like a, there's like, you know, fresh pressed juices and there's blended smoothies and all, all that kind of stuff, you know, whatever. And now, you know, since we're in the air, the age of, you know, food delivery services, DoorDash, Uber Eats, that type of thing. Um, I would imagine that it would be pretty, uh, pretty beneficial to have some kinds of like fun codes to use for like free delivery. Yeah. Um, you know you could get any kind of sponsorships from youtubers you could do like maybe struggle struggle would be a good code for the juicy smooch um anything like that something with something with babies for the create unknown perhaps um but that would be the company (laughs) that would be the company that i would most like to be sponsored by for this episode um i don't know if that is i don't know if that suffice for you guys or if you if you like more or less or (laughs) I just have to be
1: clear f- for reasons that uh, w- this episode is not actually sponsored by <laughs> Juicy Smooch Cosmetics. <laughs>
0: Cosme- Cosmetics. I, is I that just a big?
1: Pop this into Google.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I, I wanted no. to look and see
1: like Juicy Smooch. This is great as a domain. You know, what's. That would be cool. JuicySmooch.com is taken. Let me see this. And I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, it is cosmetics. So cosmetics. That makes sense, doesn't it? You know, lipsticks could be a, a juicy smooch kind of thing, but I like your juiciness focus mm-hmm. a lot more. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like lip gloss. See, it appears to be a very small company too. Well,
0: we can run them into the ground with law. Yeah, so I think that
1: your naming rights are yeah. completely fine. Yeah, we You're can take here. them
0: out completely, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll be gone within a month. No doubt about it. We'll sue them into oblivion. <laughs>
1: You're okay. There's there won't be a legal challenge on your end since it's a, a different type yeah, of product, It looks like yeah. it's
0: almost just one one gal that runs it, if I'm not if I'm
2: not mistaken.
0: Looks so yeah, way, we could yeah. easily take her yep. out, no questions asked. Yeah, we'll be
2: fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just stick her in the blender, <laughs> That's
2: right. turn her into a smoothie. It's our signature. <laughs> <laughs> to serve man.
1: <laughs>
0: just bring
2: it back. <laughs> that's the uh, ultimate indignity
1: is to be turned into the first uh, product off the line right. in your competition.
2: Look, Scott, uh thank you so much for hanging out with us. Look, uh, uh, this was the other thing I wanted to mention earlier. Look, if you haven't watched any of Scott Kramer's videos, there is no reason you will not enjoy them. You know, I said this, I remember when we had Michael Reeves on and I felt the same way about his content. I just can't imagine somebody sitting down to watch Michael Reeves' videos and being like, "Yeah, this is not for me. Well, I feel that way about Scott Kramer's videos. Check out his content. I, I just, there's got to be something wrong with you if you don't enjoy his videos. They're excellent, they are really diverse in their topics. I know Matt kind of hit on that earlier. So, you know, jumping from talking about like mixing together the ultimate fast food meal, you know, with also just commenting on what happened to, you know, a Retin Link water. <laughs> <laughs> like revitalizing effort (laughs) or whatever it's it's so all over the place um but in a way that's always good so definitely subscribe to scott um become subscriber (laughs) 500,001 and um and join us here next wednesday and every wednesday on discord become a patron Just go to patreon.com slash the create unknown and join us in the chat. We have a lot of fun here. I don't know if you're interested in fun. Look, if you're not interested in fun, do not become a patron. Do not subscribe to Scott Kramer. Uh, Just continue, I guess, staring at the wall indefinitely. But uh, if you do like fun, hang out with us, watch Scott. And until next time, you know, we will see you, Space Cowboys. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Create Unknown. We'd like to extend a huge thank you and a
1: congratulations to the listeners who made our Save the Babies Drive a success. Many new $2 Tots and Dumpster Crew members, you have saved tiny little lives. A tremendous shout out to our elite baby gang. Treadsdead, Boromir, Bot Dogs, Chinchilla, Cat, Isaac, Conrad, James Gallagher, Jeff Davis, Patrick Pister, Baseweight, and our newest sweet little babies, Dojangles and the Catboy Laterment. And thank you to our grizzled, battle hardened child infantry, Jen Mathisanti, Kevin with an E Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Risebred, Sean Malone, Triple Question Mark, Monahim, and the newest recruit, Private First Class, Ryan Kinder. Thank you to our producer and editor, Ben Webster, and our social media manager, Dan Yoshua. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.